This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Five, four, three, two, one. On the edge of the box is Madden. Madden trying to manufacture the shot, gets it away. Don't have to pretend to like Carabao for another year now, so I'm happy. While we're at it though, why not have a delicious slice of Papa John's? You can't go wrong with hot cheese, but blimey, those lads have had a bloody good go. Hello and welcome to the Scarf Begawa, the weekly show that takes a sideways look at all things county with your regular helping of news, views and most importantly, opinions. I'm Nick Lee, inexplicably in charge of things for the evening. The last time I was in charge, we I got told off because we had about... 45 minute chat about which European competition we'd rather be in. So, none of that tonight, folks. I'd say, I'd say on my own, but it appears that I'm joined by Russ Johnson after all. Russ, how are you doing, mate? Yep, happy to be here, mate. Come back off my holidays, you know, just for this. And the last no, game yesterday, you know. It's got to be done, hasn't it? It's got to be done. Oh, Our yeah. guest for tonight is a long time friend of the show. It's everyone's favourite fabric fancier. It's Ben Walker. Ben, you're right, mate. I'm very well. Nice introduction. And thank you for not calling me a shirt once. That's what I normally yeah. get. Yeah, I thought, I thought I'd mix it up, mate. You know, you've got, you've got to keep people guessing, haven't you? It could see the Romania shirt as well. And the regular listeners will be delighted. Yeah. That this, this old thing, I didn't think anyone would notice. Yeah. You know. 
No one knows anything about the main issue, do they? But we're going to hear some very good. We're going to have some very good shirt chat later on, aren't we? We're going to find, find out what's, what's new to the collection. So, with that in mind, we should get straight into it. So, we're going to just start with Mansfield, aren't we? Unfortunately, before we kind of uh, discuss our pride at last night's performance, we're going to have to kind of gloss over Mansfield. So, who wants to go first? Mate, Ben, you you went, didn't you? I didn't. It's the only game I've not been to this season. Um, First game since February I missed. I was at my parents-in-law's 50th wedding anniversary. So... My opinion on this is worth very little, um, other than it takes some doing to take the lead in the 53rd minute and be losing in the 56th minute. Um, yeah, you've got to really go some way to achieve that. But yeah, as to the finer details of it, um, I can't really comment. I wasn't there. So I don't really like commenting on games that I wasn't at. Because, well, yeah, I was watching... Absolute world. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I was watching from uh, Trinidad and Tobago this week, and uh, as such, I was my stream was about three minutes behind. So, Sars scored. I was busy texting everyone, everyone I knew, going, "Oh, what a hit! What a hit!" And then the notification came up saying one all. I was like, "Oh well, one all." You know, oh two one. So, oh, come on, that, that's that's like some spectacular ineptitude to not even hold on to a lead for that long. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Imagine the banter years, doesn't it? Exactly. That. I can't remember. I was trying to think when was the last time we conceded to to go from a winning position to a losing position so quickly. Um, and I'm sure somebody who is listening can answer. But I can't remember. I can remember conceding, going ahead and then conceding an equaliser. But I can't remember it turning round as quickly as that um, in recent years. But if anyone knows the answer... What Jump was the situation with Fylde in the trophy? Were we leading in that one? The no, we went, um, well, we were leading, but then they they yeah they they got two quick goals, but they, it's quite a while after us taking the lead. Right. Um, then yeah, we equalised, and then pretty much straight from the kickoff they scored again. Alex Reed and Ryan Crowsdale scored for them both that day. Yes, and of course, yeah. big, big Danny, big Danny Rowe, who's gone back to Fylde, hasn't he? Yeah, it's, it's got the, the banter years have gone full circle now. That's it. Like, Everything's in its right place, how it should be. Exactly Feels good, that. doesn't it? Right here, how are you feeling about it, mate? I don't know. I've, I've spoken to a couple of people about mainly when we're in possession of the ball, we've got a corner or we're attacking and lose the ball quickly. A few people have said we've struggled to get the numbers back and that's why we've conceded a little bit on the break because when we've got the ball, I feel like we're in control, generally are in control. Scored an absolute worldy goal. Now, I don't know whether it's just a lapse in concentration. I don't know whether it's just a bit of luck. I mean, that lad up front from was pretty decent. I watched the game at home. It wasn't very well. So I couldn't make the, couldn't make the actual uh, Mansfield away. But from what I saw, he had a bit of lightning pace and he just caught us on the break. And I think even my dad was my dad was saying, he's just, he says, like, I think we're just being caught when we're too far up the field and on, on the council tap a little bit. Don't know whether it can be nipped in the bud, but you look at yesterday's game and we're all getting to it. I know we're getting to it a little bit, but it was more resolute, weren't we? I know we didn't have as many fluid chances, but more resolute, I thought. It's just fine margins once again, isn't it? I know know there was a fair bit of doom and gloom after Saturday, and I must admit I kind of included myself in that, so I had to kind of come off social media and the boards for a bit, otherwise it would have just... Would have just got silly because I was I was very miffed at like five o'clock on Saturday night. But it ain't with at no point have we been battered. You can you can point to games and say oh we've not been good enough there, 
but it is all stuff that can easily be worked on, you'd hope. Yeah. You'd hope so. Um, I mean, say that we've not been battered. We were in the opening half hour against Barrow, I think. Yeah. I think it's fair to say they did teach us a bit of a lesson. But then we battered them second half. I think the, the main thing for me is that we've not put, other than last night, um, which, which you know, it's difficult to judge because of the, we're, ne we're never going to set up and play like that in a league game. So it's difficult to judge it too much. But in all the league games so far and the Harrogate game, we haven't dominated any team at all. We've had good spells. We had a great second half against Barrow. We had a 20 minutes against Stevenage. Um, Colchester, I mean, that was such a dismal game of football. It's difficult, again, to really judge that. Doncaster was tough because of the red card. But we've not looked like ourselves. And when I say ourselves, you know, that kind of team, that, that swashbuckling team that came out and just, you know, swarmed over everyone and destroyed them last year. I know we've gone up a level, but we haven't been anywhere near that um, since. I mean, we, we kind of got to that level against Torquay and Halifax in the last two games of the season. But it's been a while since you kind of thought, yeah, we're, we're at it. We're bang at it now. Um, certainly haven't seen it this season. Ben, would you say would you say that uh, Dave Charles not found his eleven yet that he would he can entrust in implicitly, or do you reckon he's kind of? Still I would imagine. I think out? that you you kind of assume that the first eleven they put out on the opening day of the season is is for barring any injuries, which I don't think we had any, is the first choice eleven. Um, but then we saw big changes off the back of that going into the second game and. So I don't know. Um, if he doesn't know what his best 11 is, then, I don't know, is it too simplistic to just say, why? Why Why don't you know your best 11? Um, but then, on the other hand, is the concept of a best 11 a little bit outdated now? That there's five subs, so we've got a squad of, what, 18 on a match day? So the 11 doesn't really matter. It's more about a 14 is probably more important than an 11. I think we probably know what our best 14 is, or certainly our best 16 yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm almost certain that we haven't had a consistent. Well, we haven't had um, the same eleven on consecutive games this season. We've had red cards, which is our you know our own fault. We've had injuries, which are not our fault. But yeah, I'm not sure we we do know what the best eleven is yet, which isn't ideal. Do you play your formation that you want to play, and then fit the players around that, or do you think to yourself, right, well, these are my best eleven. What formation do I play to these eleven? It's a few people who ask me that one as well it's a bit like mm, well he must have a, a certain way and style of play which he's he's worked for us hasn't it and maybe it is no, yeah i mean i get you know, i'm i'm the wrong person to be asking i'm not a you know i have no tactical knowledge or anything like that but well, that's um, it from ben we will see ben again it, yeah, yeah, move on. but you know we, we i don't think we have a formation or you know we changed it at the end of last season where we kind of Halifax, not Halifax, Torquay, we kind of had about six midfielders on and we just swarmed over everyone and we looked fantastic and we got back to that, that old county that I talked about. Um, so, yeah, whether we have a set way and we have to have players who learn it or we have multiple systems which flex and even within the same game, we don't see one rigid formation. It changes whether we've got possession, whether we're defending, whether we're attacking, whatever we're doing is what you'd kind of expect a a high-performing modern team to be doing. They can take on multiple roles and, roles and play multiple ways. But as I say, I just don't think we're firing at that, you know, 85, 90% of 
that level that we were at last season. We're away off that, yeah. That, that's an interesting comment, what Mark's just put in now. He says the three games we haven't lost, the three games that Crankshaw has, has started. Um, yeah. Now, there's, a, there's an argument as well for him to start every game, and I was quite excited to see both Hippo and Crankshaw both play, because they're both quite explosive players, aren't they? And I thought it was nice to see him fit in, in the same team, working together. So, But again... Um, can't just be down to that, can it? You know what I mean? But it is an interesting thought. Oh, no, there's a lot of um there's loads of comments that we need to buy another striker, we need to buy another striker, and that's that's our main problem. And I, I, I yeah, I think that we could do with another striker. Um it's obviously it's not happening for Quigley at the moment. I don't see Jennings being anything more than a backup or a cup player. Um Wharton's, you know, seemingly in the first 14, if not the first 11. Obviously, we've got Paddy and we've got Crankshaw to support that. But we scored, we scored in every game, other than Leicester, we scored in every game we've played this season. Um, so I don't think scoring is necessarily the problem. You can always score more, of course you can, but we've con- I think we've conceded in every game as well, other than Leicester. And that's the main problem. That if you know if we're conceding, we're then, we're, we're then having to put pressure on everyone else to go and score at least two. But we tend to be conceding twos in games, so we're having to score three to win, which is why people are crying out for a striker more, because it's putting the defence or the goals we're conceding is, and it's not just the defender's fault, but the goals we're conceding is putting that additional pressure on the strikers to score more. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd like to see us get the settled defence in place first and then kind of build from there, because you're, you're always going to be at risk. Because on, on Saturday, we looked shit scared every time we had to do a bit of defending. We looked absolutely terrified. And part of that will come from just a change of person. I know, obviously, Horsefall was like the big marquee signing for the defence, but he, he played left centre-back in a four last season. Uh, Lewis played right centre-back in a four as well. So it is going to take him time to get up to speed yeah. playing in a back. It's a totally different game. Horse falls this year is Ben Barkley, isn't he? Uh, hugely promising football league player. Three games at County and he's back in the glue leagues next year, won't he? Destroyed. Yeah. 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 Be on loan at Curzon by Christmas. Yeah. However, on, if, before the transfer window shows, can I put a request in for him to get a few more bar staff on Bosman? Get him behind the counters. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I was like, five minutes in, like, doing like, what the hell is going on here? Can we start by getting the ones that are there to kind of like pre-pour Do a bit of work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that'd do me. I saw a lot of them last night uh, just watching the game. Five minutes before half time and there was a load of bar staff just watching the game at the at the top of the lower tier. So, fair enough. Fair enough if you're quiet down there, but I doubt yeah. very much that you are. Yeah, no. no, but if we are but going back to strikers, if we are going to bring in reinforcements, new strikers, whatever, just go over to Derbyshire. Let's get Shamanga signed up. Let's just stop pissing about with it. Pay whatever it costs. Get him signed up on a eight-year deal, and let's have him. Let's have him because you know people are saying, "Oh, he needs to prove himself after his injury." If he does that, stick another zero on his price. Because he's proven himself before his injury is by far, well, for me, the best player we faced in non-league. Um, and I'd even put, at the time, better than Jamie Vardy. Obviously, Vardy's gone on to be better. I'm not saying Shemanga is better than Vardy. But at that level, Shemanga looks better than Vardy ever did. Um, 
just well, get if, if, if there's a possible you know it was always it was said that last year we had him in the door and Steve rejected him and took Quigley instead. If we've got a choice or the option or the slightest opportunity to get him signed, get him signed. Get, he he is for me he's outstanding and could try he could really really make a difference. It's not Peterborough philosophy, isn't it? Of, of you know, get, getting the best players from non-league, kind of yeah. developing them a bit more, getting a couple of seasons out of them, and then selling them on for big, big money. Yeah. Which I think I think is what we're trying to do with you know the likes of Lewis, especially. I think I think that's that's what they're going for. But yeah, yeah I mean, I mean a, a signing like, I mean, I, I know I know it's a big ask given it's just a one, one division jump basically. But I mean, what what a sign that would be. What 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 I think it'd do to galvanise the fan base. So I, I would absolutely love to see that. Love Definitely. it. I mean, that, that's what we're crying. I mean, if we do have to sign a strike, I know, I know there's been a lot of talk of Cole Stockton, who Morecambe are asking for silly money for. He's got a year left on his contracts and they want half a million for him, which is absolutely bonkers. But from what I, I must admit, I've not seen a lot of him, but from what I have seen, he doesn't seem to be that striker with pace, which is what we're kind of missing yeah. in the I mean, we've got line, plenty of strikers without pace at the moment. We don't need another yeah. one. Without pace, yeah. do we? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've all got the strengths and everything. Every striker we've got has got the various strengths, and everything. And I know there's this kind of thing that we try, maybe trying Crankshaw up there because he's got a bit of pace, and apparently he's he's been trying to bulk up during the summer and everything with that in mind. But yeah, yeah, just a bit of. Because I mentioned last week, Salvin Hales doesn't seem as fast in no. League Two. Like I, I know you 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 said last year, Ben, he, he's basically comedy fast. He's like a it's cartoon, kind of like a cartoon wasn't it? Watching him at yeah. sometimes when when you kind of. He'd start off 15 yards behind, um, like a left back or something, and then the ball would come, and he'd just like, where's he gone? Like, how's he done that? Yeah, you know, the game we're not we're not playing the same way as we were then, um, so we don't get to see it as much, which is a shame because it was a bit of a spectacle to see that. Um, but yeah, with Crankshaw, for me, he's not he's not a striker in the kind of the classic sense of the word. He's he's an attacker. Um, and he's someone who can float around and kind of have a bit of a free role in attacking positions. He can go for either wing or kind of just pick up, you know, it's a bit of a cliche to say pick up loose balls and that kind of thing, but I don't see him as a number nine. Um, he's more of, I don't know what number he would be, but he's, yeah, he's a kind of support player to the attack or part of the attack as opposed to a striker. He's, he's a miscellaneous attacking non-striker. Let's go with one of those. As yeah. I like to call it, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favourite type of player. That just, just those where you can't pin down what exactly the position is. Yeah. Well, your manager just has every position going, like yeah, yeah. like Nicholas Alexanderson. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. Why am I the one saying good stuff? Good stuff. Sorry, good stuff. Yeah. Thank you. That's a, you know, Russ has one one catchphrase on here, and I'm the one saying it. It's absolutely yeah. disgusting. And it's worth, <laughs> worth pointing out with with, uh, with Mansfield as well. They, they're a side. That, uh, at this point last season, their fans were saying the same thing we've been saying over the mm. past week. I, I saw a lot of. Obviously, you always see a bit of mental overreaction online, but I saw people saying we're going to be in a relegation battle. Can we just agree that we're going to nip that in the bud straight away? A relegation battle is not going to be an issue. No. Yeah. Well, you know, going going back to my um, thoughts on a bit of jeopardy and a bit of drama, I'd rather have a relegation battle than a mid-table comfort. Still, I don't. It's better than the season being over in February. I, I want to get to April and May. 
and not feel like I'm on the verge of a nervous breakdown because oh, no, it I took it out of me last year. No. Just, just one season. I don't mind it every other year. Fine. But this year, I just, I'd, I'd, I'd take third bottom as long as it's secured by February. Well, we've had, we've done, we've, we've done quite well for end of season drama. The, the last season, we didn't have something riding on it, kind of going into the final weekend was 2015 16 when Jim first came back. We kind of had a very outside chance of the playoffs under Jim, you know, when we beat Hensford on the Saturday with Odegaard's late goal. But every season since then, it's either been a playoff, well, it's been consistently a playoff or a promotion going into the final game, um, which is what you want, really, isn't it? I mean, in terms of jeopardy, I think I think we completed it with when uh, when uh, Spennymore scored. I think that was like maximum jeopardy. That that's the, that's the type of thing like when people say, "Oh, why do you like football?" You show them that, don't you? Yeah, but there was still a game left to go. If that had happened on the final game, I'd agree with completed it. There was still a little bit too much. Uh, wasn't just quite. Just no, quite <laughs> just no pleasing you. There's not. There's not. I'm difficult to please. Yeah. Aren't, we, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Does anyone have anything that's not been said about Mansfield before we move on to last night? No. No. Put it aside. Does anyone have any personal slights on on the Mansfield as a place? Oh, many. We... Many. There's many things. <laughs> Let's not dig into that little pot of history. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my wife's family are from Chesterfield and. Obviously, if you know the, the history between Chesterfield and Mansfield, um, in the relatively recent history, it's not a particularly popular place. So um, I'll keep those views to myself. And any of our Nottinghamshire listeners, do we? Hey, people from Africa hold concerts for people in Mansfield. <laughs> yeah. It's a true story. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, I, I, was, I was kind of glad we didn't have a full week after Mansfield to kind of stew over things. It was good, It was good that... That we, got, that we had last night to look forward to. But with that in mind, if we're going chronologically, uh, I, I, saw, I saw both of you in Basque early on. A lovely, right. uh, yes. lovely, lovely pie, courtesy of Andy, eight days a week. Fantastic chicken. Finger pies. Absolutely banging. Had a couple of pints. And then I bumped into Clint Boone coming out of Basque as well. Had oh, the, uh, well, I know, I know, yeah. I know. I thought as soon as I saw the Leicester team and then I bumped into Clint Boone, I thought, oh God, it's going to be a bad night, this. But Onto that, looking at the teams, you just—I I can see why. Well, obviously, we can see from the result, kind of that it was the right decision to play that team. Obviously, Jennings scored the winner last round. Some players who'd impressed against Harrogate got a chance and everything. But looking at the amount of rotation we'd had, and then less the team Leicester put out as well, you, you do start to fear the worst, don't you? One hundred and seventy-three million pounds worth of talent on show. Or in our case, not on show. And and Yannick Vestergaard. Yeah. He's huge, isn't he? He's vast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I've, it's a shame we didn't kind of kind of get in behind him because I've seen Milk turn quicker than him. Yeah, could time it with a sundial, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely bonkers. I think but, we, yeah. we, speaking about it to a mate last night on the way home about the team and the Obviously, no one expected that team. Everyone expected Paddy Sarsovic and everyone to be in the starting eleven. But I think he stayed pretty true to the starting lineup at Harrogate. A couple of changes, but I think by and from what I can remember of Harrogate, by and large, it was fairly similar. Um, are we just at the point now where we have a Carabao Cup team, who is ludicrous as that is for a fourth division team? Um, that 
And in one respect, if that's the case, then fair play to Chaloner for sticking by the players that, I know it's only one game, but sticking by the players that got us into the Leicester game. The, you know, Jen, you could say like Jennings and Lemon A. Evans and I suppose even Jaros came in for the first time against Harrogate and all the kind of the fringe players, they won the Harrogate game. So it's their reward that they should, they should play against um, Leicester, no matter how big it was for the fans and no matter how much Paddy wanted to play it or Sars or anyone else that, yeah, fair enough. They won that game. It's their, it's, it's their team, it's their cup team. So... Fair enough. I, I had a little bit of um I don't know, I think I put a bit more thought as in like I thinking Chandler's done this on purpose, maybe done a bit of a rotation and then bring on the big guns after sixty minutes, soak up big guns and then and then try and win it from sixty minutes on it. Because with the with the two substitutions of obviously Quiggers, sorry, three substitutions, Quiggers, Wooden and Sarsovich, I thought he's bloody going for it. He's going for it. After sixty minutes he thought warm down a bit. Then they start bringing on like Madison and a few other you think self oh yeah. god. Right. That's a he did notice after after a couple of minutes of Madison being on, he got absolutely nobbled by James Brown. <laughs> and I just thought, yeah, you're you're not going to Qatar, are you, mate? That's yeah. your World Cup over with. Yeah, and then uh, quickly tried really to actually like decapitate him at the end, didn't they? You very close to killing him. I, yeah. there weren't any yellow cards, were there? There was one. There was one yellow was... card at the end of the game. I think I think Quigley got it for that tackle. That's right, it was, yeah. There was, some, there was something, I, I can't remember the exact number, I'd have to check it, but it was something like there was only one offside in the whole yeah. game or something. Yeah. yeah. That, that just, just shows how disciplined our defensive line were. Yeah. Just, uh, I mean, I can, I can see why Vardy wasn't involved, because his, his strength is getting, getting yeah. beyond the defensive line. He'd have, he'd have had no chance. Yeah, that's no, it. No, no chance last night. I mean, when, when Madison came on, you could you could see the quality he's got. He, well, like, he, he's, he, I was a couple of free kicks and a couple of times, and he he whipped the ball in. And you're like, how do you kick a ball yeah. like that? And how do you make a ball move in that fashion? It's incredible to watch, and you could see it not just with Madison, but quite early on, their speed of thought and their ability to ping. You know, a first time thirty yard pass, and then the receiver chest it down. And another thirty-yard pass, and you don't see stuff like that in the Panorama or League Two. And someone said on the board earlier that, um, like, the standard that Leicester played at yesterday is much, much, much higher than what we saw in the Cup run in '96, '97. That Southampton and West Ham were kind of comparable teams to what Leicester are now. Obviously, a lot more money in it, but in terms of league positions. Um, but the kind of individual scale and everything, I think the Premier League is a much higher standard than what we saw in the 90s. Yeah. I agree with that. I think the point you made there was the speed of thought. I, I generally thought that was the, one of the main differences. I think it was yeah. just the, the, the right pass to play, these little cute passes and the speed of thought and the quickness. That was the only difference I found. I didn't think there was too much more else. Um, I just thought, what a lot of... What a great performance, disciplined performance. But yeah, yeah. shame couldn't win on pens, eh? What, speaking of pens, what did you think of the handball? Not a penalty. Pen or not? It's never a penalty, that. No. Well, if that had gone against no. us, you'd be absolutely fuming, saying we've been robbed. It bounced up. It brushed against some part of his arm. He carried he's it under not, his arm. Not flicked, he's not flicked his arm out. He's not made any movement to go to it. 
you can if that had, if that had gone forward, it'd almost be a, we would have missed the penalty anyway. But you'd almost kind <laughs> of feel a little bit like we've cheated to win the game. There is you can there's no way it was that penalty. No, I'm not having it. I just thought I just thought, you know, the, the amount of luck we've not had this year for all oh, that might just to be a little bit of a turning point there, but he was actually a decent ref, wasn't he? I was shocked to see it. We didn't, they don't, I couldn't really tell you anything he did, which is so yeah, he's he was really good in that respect. Because that's yeah. when you know you've got a good ref, isn't it? Yeah. He played a couple of decent advantages. There's a couple of times where on the rare occasions where we kind of broke forward into their half. And we were sized down, or there was a, a foul on us, and he played yeah. the advantage. There was one point where he didn't play the advantage. Yes, the one where we were coming down, down the right wing. Yeah, yeah, but but other than that, there was same same ref we had against Bolton last in the in the was five it? three game. Um, well. it, it, was it Samuel? Someone, I think. Uh, yes, yeah, Samuel Barrett. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was very good. Is he? I assume he's football league. He, he must be, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, he, he, had a, he had a very good game against Bolton as well. He did. I, I was, he did. One of the, even, even though that, that was an absolutely mental game, I still came away from it thinking, yeah, the ref did well there. He had, he had, a, he had a decent game. Would um, we start it? Would he until the corner flag was back? Which was yeah, funny Jobsworth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> laws of the game. He's playing the laws of the game, isn't it? It's what he's there to do. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. Um, in terms of the penalties, then Everson, their keeper. He's been there six years and that was his debut mm. last night, which just, that's still something about modern football that that just blows my mind. This, I mean, a third choice keeper who's, because I think, if I remember rightly, Everson came through the academy at Man City. I think they signed him at 15, 16, so right. he counts as a homegrown player. Uh, similar to how City have got Scott Carson now. Yeah. And they had, obviously, uh, was it Richard Wright? Richard Wright, yeah. Before that, and Stuart Taylor as well, and Alex Manninger was at Liverpool a couple of years ago. Not, yeah, not that know, long ago. Had, um, Lee Grant, didn't they? Lee Grant, yeah. It's the third yeah. choice keeper, yeah. And Heaton, yeah, yeah. They've, they've got really Heaton, which is a double whammy, double whammy to yeah. Heaton because no, no, he's Liverpool, also contrary. Liverpool signed um, Andy Lonergan, didn't they? Yeah, from yeah. Rochdale or something. It's the third yeah. choice. That's the dream. That Premier League third choice keeper. Just get dicking around playing football every week with your heroes in training. Never have any responsibility. You might get called upon once every three years for an early early round Carabao Cup game. But other than that... And when you do play, it'll be some friendly in Japan or America. Yeah. That, that'll be when you do play. It's like, that's the dream. I saw in, in the summer, City announced that Scott Carson signed, and I think it's a one-year extension to his contract. Good and they had a picture of, it, picture of him signing it. He looked like the happiest man ever. He must have some agents. Yeah, yeah, get me a job. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely outstanding. Well, the, the the real pity of the penalty shootout was that it was quite clear that Everson was only going one way for them. Yes. And we the the one time we deviated from that, Crowsdale scored. Yeah. Which was a shame. did we think that Madison's penalty went in? I was convinced Jaros had kind of got a touch and it had gone in behind the line, but the linesman was in line with it and didn't give it so. It was in the Cheedland, impossible to tell, but what kind of Jaros's reaction, obviously he saved it, it kind of went through him, and then he looked really sheepish when he recovered it. You kind of, I was expecting him to kind of jump up and be like, oh, I've got the ball, I've got the ball, but he just kind of was a bit apologetic, which made me think, actually, that's crossed the line there, but won't give it, so yeah. it count, does it? Anyway, did it, yeah. Tielemans celebrating his uh, his penalty. 
a bit, a bit, he went a bit over. I think Telemans was the only player at the end of the shootout to attempt to run over to the Leicester fans. The rest yeah, of the players not, looked a bit sheepish. It wasn't kind of like the classic penalty shootout when the keeper saves it and then the like the rest of the team swarm on him and he kind of wasn't quite that. It was more like shit. We got through that. Like, well, nice one. We we survived there. Um, but yeah, very like it came out of it. The end of last night, ultimately disappointed, which shows how how good we were, how well we did. That you know, before the game, you, you kind of dream, oh, we might nick this, but you never really expect it. And then you kind of you get through the first ten minutes, and it's twenty minutes, and then you think, okay, half time, we've in a chance here. But then towards the end of the game, we were hanging on, but also could have could have nicked it. You know, if I think it was Wotton who had the chance when Palmer nodded it down, oh, so he tried to take. A couple of touches when you think just swing at it, just throw a boot at it, and it might go in. Um, but then they had one cleared off the line. But ultimately, yeah, I think the penalties were so not I'm not even saying they were weak because they were on target, they were hit well, but because they were all the same, it's just, just a bit. Oh, a bit Can I add to the penalties? Can we talk about Iozzi Perez's penalty? <laughs> it was the penalty, that was the penalty of a man who's. That's a penalty of a man who's not been playing much and wants the yeah. manager sacked. That was that was terrible. Yeah, nearly played the railway end, didn't it? The guy recording it behind the goal on a you tweeted it and he was yeah. like, saying, "Oh, just come on, Ferris, go on, score, score!" And the ball nearly took his camera phone out of his hand <laughs> and he took his head off. Oh my god! If you've not seen it, it's on my Twitter. Oh my god! I, I did see someone on someone on one. I think it was on. Yeah, it was, it was on yellow board. Uh, it's on the old the old Marion's board and some. Someone said, "Oh, if I was a footballer, I'd go top corner for my penalties. Like it's that easy. Yeah, <laughs> like it's that simple to like it's that simple to hit the, the top corner stats. and not put it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like people where you get a target moving towards it and you just get your aim yeah. to a certain pace in it. You just can't do it. And no one thinks about pressure and that. Jesus. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm. It sounds very simplistic, but." I'm very much of the opinion that you should just lash it down the middle because no goalkeeper worth his salt is going to stand in the middle for fear of looking like a gobshite. They're always going to move either way. Just yeah. as for me, like everyone's saying we should have brought Paddy on last night, which, you know, maybe we should. So that. Get Hinchliffe on. Get Not even in goal, not to replace Yaros. Take Hippolyte off or someone. Stick Hinchliffe on the wing for the last minute. His penalty against Chesterfield in the... Behind closed doors, FA Cup game. No yeah. keeper in the world is saving that. Yeah. I'd always think keepers kick the ball the hardest in football because they spend a lot of the game just twatting it upfield. Let them take the penalty. Let them take the penalty. Yeah. Like Paul Jones at Crew in '97. Like, no keeper in the world saving that. Julian Dix, West Ham. That's it. Absolutely. Stuart Pearce. Yeah. Rockets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even the one that Stuart Pearce missed in didn't he hit the bar against Germany in 1990? Pierces were saved by Ilkner and Waddle sent his over. That's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. But um I, I did have another point on the penalties then, but it's totally gone. Just carry on talking amongst yourselves and it'll come back to me. <laughs> Just hit it in the top corner. That's all you need to do. Just hit it in the top Simple. corner. Yeah. Just basic stuff, basic stuff. Basic, yeah. basic I that. Football, <laughs> hit penalties in top corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Job done. Don't attribute that to yellow board. In the last game, what I, what I couldn't get my head around was that big Turkish defender thinking to himself, it's only a few years ago, he was playing at San Siro, wasn't he? I don't know whether he was, he might be able to correct me on this, he might have been into Milan or Milan, I can't remember, I think he might have been into, they played for, 
So he's one minute playing at San Siro. Now he's playing. Obviously, he's upgrading. He's actually parked and stuff. So he's, he's made it now. He exactly. made the right move and stuff like that. But I feel sorry for these football, these football teams that have to share football stadiums with other teams and sports. We'd never do anything daft like that, would we? So, <laughs> not for the next two hundred and fifty years, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but the, um, I, I found an ulterior motive, Ben, to you wanting us to put Hinchliffe on for Hippolyte for the penalties. You're thinking of the shirt, aren't you? Outfield the, the, shirt, the, Hinchliffe number one on it, with Carabao Cup patches as well. Oof, imagine that's, that. That's elevated yeah. above. It's like there must be a City fan who's got that David James shirt from when, when, they, yeah. when, when, they, left, when they left John Macken kicking his heels yeah. on the bench and put David James on. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, that that's a bit one to happen. There was that rumour last year, wasn't there, that there was a Hogan keeper shirt made up. Um, yes. But I made inquiries, and I'm pretty sure it's not the case. Yeah, I, th- I think there's just, I think it's just one of these. Sto- this this story is just getting put out to to try and test you. I think. Imagine if the club uh, actually did that. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be very very strange behaviour. Very, yeah. very strange. You've got better yeah. things to do than put out yeah. false stories to see who the leaks are, wouldn't you? But. Maybe not. Now, I'm kind of kind of glad that I've mentioned David James playing up front for City because I, I actually saw that that came up on my YouTube the other day, the highlights of that. And he just spent 10 minutes going, giving away fouls. Yeah. Which brings us on to Scott Quigley last night. <laughs> just, he was a man possessed, wasn't he? He was just, I'm not letting him get past the halfway line here. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, he's um tough one with Quigley because... When he came into the team, like obviously he came into the team for about six minutes and then disappeared again. But when he came back into the team, about October time last year, he scored. He scored. I looked it up earlier, and he scored. I think something like six in about ten games. Obviously played really well against Bolton. Scored. He scored three goals against Bolton over the two legs. It was really good. Um, looked like that big shit house target man that we've been wanting for a long time. Scored over Christmas or Alty, and then. It's just not happened since. He scored, I think, he scored at Bromley in February. He scored at Grimsby in April. And that's it since Boxing Day. Um, And particularly since towards the end of last season and start of this, he's looked, he doesn't look like scoring. He's not really, say he's not really got going. He's barely kind of anything at all. There's a lot of fouls being given away. I don't know what role he's being asked to play. He doesn't look particularly fit in terms of, I don't mean fit as in active and fit and healthy, just in terms of he doesn't look like he's moving freely, like he's carrying injury or something. Um, and that's resulting in potentially giving away fouls and stuff. But it's it's not working for him at all at the moment. Yeah, it uh, certainly gets A for shithousery though, doesn't it? A yeah. For I, I'm a big fan of that. And Nick, I know Nick's a big fan of it, but... And we kind of say that in, in jest, but at what point do does shithousery... It only gets you so far, doesn't it? And I don't doubt, you know, and he's very popular in, with the fans because, you know, you remember Alty away, he was kind of dancing around on, like, singing along with the county fans, which is great, and he gets it. And all of that, when you're performing and when you're scoring, it's brilliant. But if you're not performing and you're not scoring, then you can't just kind of rely on that to... To see you through. Um, and I hope he turns it round because he's done well at this level. He did very well at getting Barrow out of the National League. He scored plenty um, in the behind-closed-door season for Barrow. So I hope whatever's happening changes and we get the best out of him. But seems quite a way off at the moment, unfortunately. 
Uh, yeah. 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 See, now, now you're getting it, mate. Now you're getting it. Um, <laughs> on to Saturday then. What, 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 what are we thinking about Saturday, right? Is Swindon at home. Another... We're finally getting this run of playing actual traditional football. After the early kind of thing of like Barrow, Stevenage and Harrogate, it's actually like proper football league clubs now. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, look, I'm really, I'm looking forward to Swindon. I mean, it should be half-decent following with them as well. Come, should add just to, to the atmosphere. But I think yesterday's game will give, give us a huge confidence lift, I think. And hopefully that'll be the benchmark and something that could push us on now into the league and and hopefully uh hopefully kick on the league and get us towards playoffs but did you all see on sky sports news uh today about the lad who's been suspended from swindon yeah. <laughs> he got yeah. sent off and i went do you have like a, a milkshake or a protein shake something like that Wand- wandered past the uh referees in the officials dressing room and just decorated their dressing room with it yeah. got yeah. a heat match bam yeah. Brilliant. I saw, I saw it on a. Didn't, didn't Robbie Savage do a shit in the referee's shoes once or something, or something along those lines? I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. Robbie, Robbie Savage, I think it might be Graham Paul or someone like that. Um, I, I, I did see, when I saw that on Twitter, someone had replied saying, oh, it's like something out of Sunday League. It's like, when have you ever seen Sunday League having protein shakes? It's a pint, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pint or a, a can of Red Bull or both. Yeah. Or yeah, oh, no, we're not talking about that again. I still can't get the taste out from yeah. last week. Vile stuff. And ne- next week, I'm going to be shilling for Papa John's. It's going to be outstanding. Um, oh, bring back build base. That's what I say. Absolutely awful stuff. Um, You've had to leave the dog behind to get rid of the taste. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you won't believe what I've had to suck to get the taste away. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, let's get um, back on track. Yeah, yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. See, see, see now, you can, now you're getting into the old, yeah, yeah, the old rough, rough, rough mode of things. Yeah, get us back on track. Uh, yeah. Ben, selection, selection headache Saturday. What do you reckon? Oh, how many changes do you reckon we're going to see? Um, probably quite a lot. Mm. I think that in one respect... How can you change that team that did so well last night? Because not one of them let us down. They played very, very well. But are we going to play that game against Swindon where we have to... Obviously, we have to be at it for 90 minutes, but it's a very, very different proposition. Um, I can't see Connor Jennings starting. Um, I can't... I thought I thought Lemonade Evans, or Evans as he is now, I thought he was really good last night, but he'll probably make way. Um, you'd expect Sarsovic to come back in. Maybe Crow, I don't think he'd play Crowsdale and Camps, but I think we'll see changes. I would probably keep Palmer in the team. Um, you know, he's had a lot of stick this season and he's been, in some places, he's been written off. Um, I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's able or whatever the kind of the right word is to say he should play all 46 games but I think he, he performed absolutely well enough last night that he should be starting I think Lewis was really good last night I think James Brown has been absolutely superb he's for Since me he came on the scene yeah <laughs> uh, there's so many ways you can go with that isn't there so many places yeah. you can take that um yeah. but yeah I do think that for me he's bit early to call player of the season we're only five games anything but if we had to call player of the season at the moment James Brown gets it and considering especially considering we with Brown he was kind of 
brought in to replace Minahan as this yeah. competition for Southern Hales. And the way he can just slot in on the right side of a back three, it's just yeah. absolutely invaluable. There was, a, there was a moment last night in the first half, in the first half, when they were attacking over by the pop side. And I don't know who it was, but you could see they wanted to swing it in. And you, you could see a mile off that the county player was just going to kind of be sucked into like the trickery and he'd skip past him. But he just held on, he just held back and said, right, come on then, come and beat me. And he just shielded him out, got the ball back and put it out for a throw in. And he's attacking kind of abilities and he get, he's very happy to kind of maraud forward. And he's, what I like about him, he's very vocal as well. He, you know, he's constantly on at people and organising and making things happen. He's he's excellent. Really, really impressed with him. Both Confidence to come into an established side yeah. like that and just be straight at it. Yeah. And I assume he's a fairly young lad. Um, I don't know yeah. how old he is. He's probably early 20s. But, yeah, to have all of those attributes, um, yeah, well impressed. Yeah, my mate Thomas is in here now saying, get right in the team, you'll do bits. No, no chance. No, I mean, that's... I think t- ten games is the uh, best best time to uh, judge on that. I think really. So, you know, give, give it another five, and then we'll we'll see if you get in a game right here. You know Where do we see these comments, Nick? I can't see any. I feel like I'm uh, missing on, the, on the on the right hand side, you just should blank. have co- just, comments just, and private. I've got chat. a chat box at the bottom, but it's just totally blank. There's no comments lo- loading. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. To be fair, I've got my I've got my. Just log into your phone and if I refresh, I'm probably going to leave the room, aren't I? So I won't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's what, I mean, I, I can always what you want about me. I can't see anything. So <laughs> are, are, you, are you watching it? Have you got it on in full screen? Is that your issue? Got it on full screen on the streaming software that you sent through. Uh, take yeah. it off. Take it off full screen for a start. Then what's that behind you? Is that like a tapestry of all little clippets of your football kits? <laughs> It looks like you've got all like little football kits and like little no, someone sufferably wanky art picture that I got from Copenhagen from a gallery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I can't see the comments, so feel free to see what you like about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they have been doing anyway. No, they, yeah. they often do. <laughs> They're actually very insightful, as always, uh, the comments. I've got to go through a few. Through them. Uh, Ryan Moore says I need a striker. Yeah, someone someone willing to run in behind. If we if we are going to sign a striker, that's that's what it should be. Uh, John Billsbury, long-time friend of the show, like yourself, Ben. Lovely uh, man. I think we've lovely man. been out, an absolute hero. What what a lovely lovely fella. If if only we were all like him, and I include yeah. myself in that, then it'd, it'd be a much nicer place, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, much nicer. Maybe this country won't be in the state it's in if we had a few more John Billsbury's. I think we've been outpaced. Everyone we've lost to has looked faster to think and act. Absolutely, absolutely. Andrew Hotwood at Mansfield, the pre-poured pints. So we can learn something from Mansfield as we're learning there. Oh, I'll tell you what, there's one thing we do need. And I don't know if uh, you, Ben, or yourself, Nick, went to... Did you go to Doncaster away? I did. Did you go and have a beer in the away where they had the DJ and everything going? Did you not see that? No, that's... Um, yeah. They had a DJ station going. It was absolutely class. So everyone's outside having a beer and stuff and having a bit of a boogie to some like 80s, 90s retro, a bit of retro music and that. And it was absolutely class. What I did see, which really reassured me, um, so I got into Doncaster about 6pm on the train coming from Leeds and walked into town to go meet someone and walked past a pub 
at probably 10 past six, and it was full. You know, you couldn't get anyone else in there. Karaoke booming, six o'clock on a Tuesday evening. That's that's Doncaster. I remember seeing something similar at Rotherham when the Tommy Rowe game, when we won 4-1 there at Millmore in 2008. Arrived in Rotherham early, Tuesday afternoon, and there was full-on disco lights, karaoke, and the place was booming. So South Yorkshire, obviously the place to be on a Tuesday afternoon. Have you ever seen that video that went did the rounds on Facebook a few years yeah. ago of, of a pub? And that was yeah. Doncaster, wasn't it? It's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Doncaster or Rotherham, it has to be. Yeah. I'll send it to you later, right? Here. You'll absolutely love it, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Make, make sure you make sure you've got your laughing boots on. Right. So after Swindon, then we uh, we start our journey to Wembley in the auto glass, auto windscreens, Johnston's paint, whatever else it's been called since then. What was it called when we were last in the Football League? Johnston's paint, I think. Johnston's LDV vans. We've had that in the past. LDV vans, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Northern. Was it Johnston's paint section. when we dropped out? I Again, think so, yeah. I think L yeah. LDV Vans was when we dropped down from the championship. Yes, I think it, it was. LDV Vans then, yeah. And then Johnston's... And was, has it been anything... Oh, but it was the checker trade. The checker trade, of course, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, of, of course, I can't, believe, I can't believe I've missed that one. And the, I think it was also the leasing.com trophy as well. Leasing.com. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so they've got all the big names. And, and so... They've, they've kind of carried on. They've got, they've got, you've gone from car windscreens. You've gone for van hire, like comparing traders and stuff. And now it's Papa John's. So it's yes, always it. something inedible. But do you know what, right? Some, this trophy is obviously kind of a problem. This is, yeah, the, the build base of the the cup competitions um, for most fans this year. But the money on offer for it is ridiculous apparently you get i don't know if it is widely publicized but apparently you get 20k just for entering it and then you get ten thousand per victory and five thousand pounds for a draw whereas in the carabao i think for us beating harrogate we got 5k if we'd have won last night we would have got 7k so one victory in well if you win one game in the Papa John's, you've got 30 grand in the bank. And it would take you to get to probably round four or round five in the Carabao Cup to earn the same amount. I think it's the, the final total is only about 150k or something like that. So actually win the for the Carabao. Time. I know it's a I know it's a um, an entry into Europe. Hold on, Nick. Yeah. Don't get too excited about which European competition we're gonna get into all. Well, I'll start this again. You can see why that particularly championship clubs don't bother with the Carabao Cup because their main objective is not to win. They're not realistically, they're not going to win the Carabao Cup. So their objective is probably to get into the Premier League. Um, so they can see why they instantly throw the kids out because there's no money in it. There's no money in it at all. There's more money in the Papa John's. So there we that, go. That's, that's blown my mind, that has. Yeah. I, quite often things get said on here that blow my mind, but not in a good way. And they're normally said by me, to be fair. But... <laughs> In, in in this case, that that's absolutely. But it is. It's a good little. Obviously, we touched before on the size of the squad and the having a specific cup team, basically. But you know, it's, it's a chance to get to Wembley, isn't it? Who wouldn't yeah. love a day out at Wembley? Well, that's it. You know, and I think what Peter Ward said a few weeks ago that um, 
asked him about like the football league trophy or whatever it was called. Um, do you care about it? You know, as a player, and he pretty much said not until like quarterfinals, semi-finals, and then you think actually we're a win or two away from Wembley here. Let's start. Not that we don't try or anything, but you know, let's really give it our main focus here. Whereas in the early rounds, similar to us, it's it's a nice to have. If we beat Port Vale on Tuesday, nice one. We all want that to happen. If we lose, don't think anyone really cares, do they? At this um, point, is it, it's a strange setup as well because I, I need to double check before before we play it actually. But I think so. It's three three points for a win, and is is it not two points for a win on penalties? And then there's something score? very strange about it. Can you not just draw a game? Nope. No. No. No draws allowed. We go. We go. We go in American. We pretended it's the NFL. Yeah. It's it's a very right. it's a really strange one. But they've they've it's kind of when they come up with some when the the bods in power kind of come up with a new rule they always go well let's let's try it out in the uh, let's try yeah. it out in the auto glass you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um so th- so that's yeah that's that's what's happening but i'm pretty sure you get two i think it's th- yeah three points for a win in 90 minutes two points for a win on penalties and i think you get a point for losing on penalties as well tremendous I, I, I may be wrong back school yeah. sports days these days you just get a medal for finishing last yeah yeah well, we're, we're going to give a medal to everyone. Absolutely, parents, come on, you can have a medal as well. Yeah, let's just give, let's give give Wool. We're going to have a dad's dad's race after the, uh, after, like, after the last night. Like, what's wrong? <laughs> oh. Just being a straight knockout tournament. Like, if it was us v Port Vale next Tuesday, and it was like a classic, there's 32 teams or 64 teams yeah. in the competition, and you win, you're through to the next round. You lose, you're out. That's good, isn't it? That's that's for me. That's what a cup competition should be. It's not what other cup competitions have, like group stages, Champions League, or like the big European competitions. It's not many the domestic Champions League. League's changing. Have you seen the yeah, changes to the Champions League? That, that, there's not many domestic because... competitions no. that have group stages. So why do we have to persist with this for the Papa John's? Um, get it back to straight knockout with the bottom 48 clubs in the league. Get rid of the kids under. 23s or whatever they are, and have it as League One and League Two teams, um, and whoever progresses through the draws, maybe keep it north and south. That's that's fine until the quarters or the semis. Or have an old school cup competition, and yeah, the two winners who progress through the tournament get to the final at Wembley, and that's what it should be for me. It seems like there's this aversion at the moment for. Like an un- unseeded cup competition, mm. like the, the Champions League's the same. It's just it's so artificial. Like all the teams kind of getting kept apart. Yeah. Just imagine, imagine just they did the normal Champions League, and I know Russ is going to be really annoyed now because we're talking about the Champions League. But I don't right. care, mate. You're on holiday. Get a grip of yourself. I'd rather be in um, the Europa League, though, Nick, wouldn't you? Or the Conference yeah, League? That'd be better, wouldn't yeah, it? I'd start start with the Conference League, win that. He's going to build up to the channel down. He's going to remotely. He's going to satellite's going to fall out of the sky somewhere. He's logging logging in right now, isn't he? But but yeah, like just imagine they did like a straight Champions League draw, and you got like Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Man City, and PSG just in one group, and just like yeah, 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 that's more like it. Of course it is. Yeah, let Sheriff Tiraspol get to the final for like a really (laughs) easy route against like. BAT, Borisov and Ugaretz <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. Let yeah. the big teams eat themselves, yeah? If the yeah, if the final is, I don't know, like that Bodo glint against, <laughs> you know, 
someone else. Brilliant. Good. It's cup competition. Yeah. Look at the draw. Yeah. You, you've uh, just mentioned so many obscure teams there. It's like a half-man, half-biscuit song. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I think if it ends a draw in these cups, I think we should just like... Both keepers just have an egg and spoon race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's it. Just have done with it. Oh, just just have like interfaith gladiatorial combat on the pitch after. Just like that sort of it. So oh, group phase, Matt Rockbank, Rock as always, is our, our main head for rules and just the actual stuff that we don't tend to look at when, before doing a podcast. So group stage, if scores are level, then penalties are taken immediately without extra time. Winning, to, yeah, two points for the winners and one point for the losers, which is absolutely bonkers. It really is just... Of course it is. It's like a charity yeah. event. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, it's absolutely diabolical. But it's, it's, it's I don't. I, what allocate? Have we got? Is it thousand tickets we've got thousand for Port Vale? I don't yeah. think it's going to be an issue getting one for that. Oh, if that's, if that's yeah, a there's thing. a lot of a lot of the kids haven't been anywhere like that in the past. But mm. I'll, I'll probably go. We don't really want to, but feel obliged. The plus side I can see for me is at least he's going to get minutes into legs that are probably in need of it, aren't they? So he can get match match sharp, match fit. That's probably the plus side from it. I don't know if I'm trying to scrape the barrel wide, but yeah. it's just a bit annoying that we've kind of we've we've got this historical rivalry with Port Vale going back like 30 years or so, and then the renewal of it is going to be just in front of no one, and the people who are there aren't going to be bothered. It's just just a shame, really. Hmm. But it's, cool. it's another competition to go at. It's another competition to play one of our 86 midfielders and get them all some match exactly fitness. Yeah. So yeah. more power to it. Also, Papa John sleeve patches, but poten potential for Papa John sleeve patches. But I don't think we are from. Um... Yeah, I think we're just sticking to Carabao ones, unless we get a plumber draw. Do we know why Ash Palmer was not wearing Carabao sleeve patches last night? I suspect it's as simple as he wasn't expecting to play in the Carabao. He didn't have a shirt made up. He wasn't kind of effectively part of the Carabao squad. Like we talked about having a Carabao team. Yeah. I don't think Ash was part of it. Is a is the easy option. Maybe he did and it I don't know, he had a nosebleed before the game or something, got blood on it. I don't know. But I suspect she just wasn't. Shot himself. Could have done, could have done. We've all done it. I suspect he just wasn't kind of part of the Carabao squad, wasn't yeah. envisaged to play, and we didn't have a shirt made up for him. It's, I'm very glad we didn't have the embroidery last night as well. Well, we're on, on, on shirts. Only time that is acceptable for me, it should be a final, is the only time it's acceptable. Um, yeah. Now that the semis of the FA Cup are played at Wembley, potentially you could get away with it because it's at Wembley. But no other occasion, uh, except testimonials and kind of stuff like that, yeah. no other occasion should you be allowed match embroidery on a shirt. Certainly it's not. Kind of, it's kind of a step down, isn't it? It's a step down from like letting the Sun sponsor you in FA Cup. Yeah. And that, honestly, if said that when we played West Ham the other year and we had the match embroidery, and I think we said that it's it's one step away from having the Sun sponsor us, which is kind of what a lot of the non-league clubs do. If if we got United, I, I, we wouldn't do this. So I'm getting myself wound up about something that's never going to happen. So, <laughs> but if we that's, got that's United, what we do. If we got United or Liverpool or one of the big games, 
and we chose to be sponsored by the Sun, there's not a chance I would go to the game. Not I would say absolutely like disgusted with the club. But we're not going to do yeah. it, so it's fine. So stop getting wound up about something that's not going to happen. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. The embroidery yeah. looks like something did it. Final, it yeah. looks like the final, but you don't want to. If you have it all the time, it's like anything. You have to, if you have something all the time, it devalues it, doesn't it? Doesn't. Like when Sutton played Arsenal in 2017, like non-league team got to the fifth round of the FA Cup, like brilliant. We got Arsenal at home, amazing. Like the whole country was rooting for them, and then they come out with the sun on the front of the shirts. Like, I hope you I hope you lose. I hope you get battered tonight. And then that fat donkey Wayne Shaw getting paid to eat a pie by the sun. Well, that was Paddy Power, wasn't it? I think. Was, uh, um, was it Skybet? Would have been uh, Paddles, surely you would have. Yeah, most. It sounds like something they do, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but how you've just turned the biggest day and biggest event in the club's history and probably in your lives into a pantomime and a circus act for a cheap little backhander. Yeah. Uh, pathetic. Pathetic. And with the Wayne Shaw thing as well, we there was kind of this thing of, you know, it was a chance for the whole country to see that non-league football isn't what you think it is. Yeah. It's, it's not just fat cloggers eating pies. And then, exactly. like, an hour, an hour in, there's a fat clogger eating a pie. It's just, yeah, oh, yeah. come on, guys. Basque pie. Now, well, if, if we can get to round three and get Andy James to sort out... Well, that's different, sort, isn't sort it? Out, yeah. Yeah. Get, get Ben Hinchliff munching on, a, munching on a chicken fajita with Tabasco pie, then jobs are good and we are sorted. Different, different gravy. Different, it's all about levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Good stuff. Oh, good stuff indeed. Well, well, we're on shirts. Uh, oh, Ben just muted himself then, but he's unmuted himself again. I was, I was starting to panic then. But it's, all right, it's, fine, it's fine. It's fine. It's horrible when I'm in charge of things. It's horrible. It's like I'm just waiting for a lot of kids to come in and just drop their pants and do a shit in the middle of the podcast. Absolutely awful. Is that well, what your house, Nick? Yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, 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 I'm still coming to terms with the idea that my missus. I'm going to go upstairs after me. My girlfriend's going to say, "Oh, what did you talk about tonight?" And I'll be like, "Embroidery." <laughs> embroidery, yes. isn't it? Yeah, it's that kind of show this week. Yeah, not like we've had. Uh, we've got four matches to focus on. We've we've moved on to embroidery, but embroidery kind of segues nicely into our next point. But before we get on to the next section, I'm just going to tell people hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You're on Twitch right here. I bet you have to say this type of thing all the time. It's like, oh, smash the absolute riggery out of that subscribe yeah. button. Absolutely. Yeah, that type of thing. That type of thing. Yeah. But. Embroidery, which goes on shirts. And Ben, obviously, as the foremost purveyor, as your Twitter bio says, aggressively pursuing ex-county players for their shirts since 2009. What is new in the collection? Disappointingly, not a lot. Um, I'll say not a lot. I've probably got about eight this month. But um, so I've done quite well with shirts from last season, kind of the champions shirts. So I'm all ticked off and happy now with multiple home away and third shirts plus Hinchliff's Greenkeeper and Luca, Luca Ashby Hammond's pink keeper shirt. So I'm well stocked up on those. In terms of historical stuff, I've got um, got some more Wembley 2008 shirts. So I've got Proudlock's long-sleeved um, blue shirt to go with his short-sleeved blue shirt and his Greenkeeper shirt, all Wembley issued. And I got Conrad Logan's black keeper shirt with the Wembley detail, which we never actually wore because he wore the green one, but even still, nice to have. So I think 
over the last month or so. That's it. It's been really quiet. I had a really good summer. Got loads. I got Gary Dicker's Wembley shirt. Got um, got some really nice big bundles. Probably got about 30 or so over a summer, which was really nice for the collection. But um, other than that, fairly quiet. But yeah, fairly quiet, I'd say. You must have a warehouse where all these are kept, surely. Not quite a warehouse. To be honest, most of them... Um, people always say, oh, I'm going to come and like break into your loft. I'm going to do it. There's nothing up there. Um, <laughs> just Anne Frank. The vast majority <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah, she keeps guard. That, um, that wasn't me. Can we just, can we, if you're watching, clip that. That wasn't me. <laughs> the vast majority of them are kept in storage, um, in a storage unit. I've got about 450 odd in total. I don't know. I've not counted them for ages. And there's probably. 420 of them are in storage. There's kind of the new stuff stays at home and until I get round to storage next time and I bring the odd one back to where it games. But generally, there's nothing here. So feel free to break into the loft. It's just kids' old stuff, which you're very welcome to. So there's, go well, there's a nice German tapestry uh, painting on offer behind you, though, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, get to take that with you. If you can get it through the door, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, um, Contrary to what was said in the match day programme and the review of the evening at Basque, you were involved in that with us, weren't you, Ben? You wouldn't have thought so from reading the programme, would you? No, no, you but, but so. contra contrary to popular belief, there's, you know, yeah. there's people going around thinking, oh, there was light-hearted like, on-stage chat, but who, who, who was who, helming that? Who compared that light-hearted yeah, on-stage yeah. chat, Nick? Who was it? Oh, because oh, from what I remember... The event ran for about two and a half hours, and I was probably on stage for about an hour and 45 minutes of it, give or take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so, wouldn't think so, would you? Yeah, not that much for the recognition, don't really care. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you've got my recognition. I've recognised you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, also, what, what did you introduce what? me as? Uh, Go on. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the final, well, I was, I was building up, and the final one was polyester pedophile. So, someone told me to say oh, that. It, 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 might, it might have been Mark Smith. I can't remember. It seems like that's yeah, that sounds day. about his level. Yeah. 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 So, so someone did. Someone did suggest that. So on on that uh, that momentous evening at Basque, and what's good? Thank you to Phil Brennan for asking us to do that because we, we really enjoyed it. It's always like county legend speed dating. You can't argue with it. But there was a bit of a revelation there from Keith Briggs, wasn't there? Well, regarding the aftershave. But what's what's the latest on that? You you don't look too happy. It's fiction. It. It's fiction. It's not true. I chased him up on why, it. Um, why would anyone do that? So, well, he's, he's he's half right. So, yeah, Keith Briggs came up and we're chatting through his county career and mentioned the Hardwick game, City 2-1, March 2002. Um, and I pulled out Glynhurst's long sleeve shirt and said, unfortunately, this is not John Hardiker's shirt. And Keith said, oh, no, I've got it. And I'm sorry. <laughs> what was that? Well, can we just stop the music, yeah, like, everyone? Yeah. Stop the music. Like, what was that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got I've got John's shirt at home. I was like, say that again. He's like, no, I've got John Hardiker's city shirt, no, county shirt that he wore in that game at home. I was like, right, we're talking after this. Like, right, can we finish now, Nick? I want to go and talk to Keith. And then, so I went and sat with him. And he's like, I'm pretty sure. I was like, now I've said it, I'm doubting myself, but I'm pretty sure I have. Um, so anyway, I messaged him a few days later. I'll play it cool, play it cool. So I messaged him a few days later. And he said, all right, let me check. Um, and he has got Hardiker's county shirt, but it's his short sleeve one, not his long sleeve one. 
So it's not the shirt that he wore against City. So, uh, so the hunt continues. The hunt continues. Um, I play cricket against John Ardica, or have done. He played, he's, a, he's a Preston boy, yeah. He plays for Vernon Carris. And, uh, Got his phone number at all? I, I, I might have contact with him somewhere online, so I will have a check for you. Yeah? Uh, yeah, we should talk. I was on, yeah, I was on a night. In fact, I bumped into him on a night out. I was in one of, I can't remember if it was Flares or one of those type places in Preston, I think he were. Had a right good night out with him, but he was well sozzled at that point, which is probably a good time to catch him. He'd probably give you anything for that, wouldn't he? You know what I mean? It's probably still All sozzled. I want is a city shirt. I don't want anything else. I don't, you can. Yeah, you know, leave that to Nick. I just want his. I just want his county shirt from the city game. I'm sure well, I can do some digging for you. Excellent. Well, maybe maybe next time you come up against him playing cricket, your your sledging can take the foot. You can just when you're sledging him, you can just say like, "Oh, your man's city shirt's haunted, mate. Get rid yeah. of it." Oh. Yeah. I know a man who want, know a man who'll give you a fucking fortune for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The two people I used to play cricket was uh, obviously John Ardicker and Andy Priest as well. Mm. He used to play for Thornton Cleavers. That was another one he used to play against. I had a good chat with him after the Chorley friendly, pre-season friendly game. Had a good catch-up and a chat with him, but yeah. Well, on, on that, the note of shirts, and just for a little bit of audience participation, um, I don't know what the prize is, but I'll come up with something. If you've got a deep... Get a picture of your best... Anyone who's listening, get a picture out now of your best county shirt you've got in your collection. Tag myself and the Scarf Bagara War in it on Twitter. Do it right now. And we'll um, we'll pick a winner, and we'll give you something from my yeah. storage room full of tat. Not going to be a match one shirt. Don't get too carried away. But <laughs> no, there's something up there I can I can give to you. So and yeah, tag, we now know uh, that Chris Adams and cycling shorts have gone as well. They've so. gone. They were given away. Um, so yeah, tag at County Shirts and at County Podcast. Is it? That's correct. Yeah. Um, on Twitter this evening in the next however long the show's on for, and I will pick a winner who has got the best county shirts in their collection. And if I haven't got it, I'll probably mind you so I can have it off you as well. So if that's what we might do, we'll give them we'll give them till like ten o'clock, I think, because um yeah. we, we we're just we're getting very dangerously close to wrapping it up. I say dangerously close. It's not dangerous, is it? It's not as dangerous as having Anne Frank guarding a load of county shirts. <laughs> you know I mean? Come on. And his basement downstairs, he's got a load more that's guarded by Fritzel. It's like horrendous, isn't it? Absolutely. He's just he's just cards everywhere. He's not I distanced myself from some of these comments. <laughs> he's not breaking them from centre backs. Well, well, you're on the cricket, right? Here. Have you ever participated in the county charity cricket match? I'm not no, sure yeah. if they still do them. I'd be keen. I'd be keen to get involved. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably come and watch if you. My mates try. My mates always go to the watch the 2020 at Old Trafford, and they try and get me to come. I'm just like, I don't. I'm not interested. And they say, Oh, you can have a drink there. I said, Oh, God, so... finally got somewhere to do that, innit? God, so... <laughs> finally. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, I'd, I'd come and watch if you were if you were knocking balls about. Off is it Offerton Cricket Club that hold it? I think, yeah, yeah. I'll have to have a look into that. Yeah, I'll um, yeah, I'll have to send some well-worded uh, tweets out. See what's going on. Do, do any of the current squad strike you as good cricketers? I think Miles Hippolyte would be good at cricket because he's good everywhere else. I could yeah, could, I could imagine. Yeah, it's like. 80 mile an hour deliveries coming down from Miles Hippolyte. Yeah, <laughs> well, that whistling past my nose was like, What the hell is here now? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know to be honest with you. 
You look at Joe Lewis at the back, he looks like he could probably wheel the bat, couldn't he? That's who swinged one out of the ground. Oh, I, I thought you meant as like an attacker. Is this just going to go to old ladies in the street with a bat? I could imagine Paddy Madden as being like this little nippy wiki keeper behind the stumps, like giving a bit of like giving a bit of chat behind the stumps. Yeah, he'd be a good sledger, wouldn't he? Right, yeah, he's not. He, he's not an Irish accent, not really knowing what he's saying. But you're listening, and you're thinking, "Oh shit, I'm in trouble here." <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's about time to wrap up. What's everyone having for the tea tonight? Has everyone had theirs already? I did. I did. Um, I did burgerism, which, if um, you're not familiar with it, it's the finest. Um, yeah, very, 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 good, very yeah. exceptionally good burgers and wings from a place in Salford, I think. Yeah, yeah. Don't reach the Stockport. Exciting news, though, about Stockport Burgers. Bun and Bones Club are um, reopening, aren't they, for sitting dining at Dr. Feelgood's um, in the town centre, which is incredible because Bun and Bones is a proper, proper Stockport institution. Has been for years. Brilliant, superb food. Really, really good. Original, creative stuff. Really good quality. But since COVID, they've been closed for delivery only. Can't be able to sit in. so they're moving out of the Hazel Grove unit, going down to Dr. Feelgood. So they'll still be doing delivery to pretty much the same area, but you can now go and sit in and eat it as well, which is... Um, and Dr. Feelgood's do Tiny Rebel on draft as well. Even better. Which is... I mean, it's good. To, we should probably point out Dr. Feelgood's is good, but it's, it's it's no Basque or Notion. We should we should get that right in there. Yeah, know, know your place, Doctor Feelgood. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're, they're not friends of the show. You know, not I mean? yet. Not, yeah, they're not official friends of the show. Handshake emoji, are they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, they they don't know the secret code, do they? Yeah. Oh God. Well, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you everyone for watching. Thank you to you two. Thank you, Russ, for coming uh, <laughs> back off your holiday just for this. Uh, I mean, well, your missus is going to be living. I might give him this wig. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you, sh- you should. He'll, he'll love. He'll love it. I don't think it's quite grey enough. I tried to get a bit more grey in it, but yeah, I don't think it is. Like so. But yeah, listen. Russ, as we all know, Russ is an absolute sucker for a for a prop. He loves a prop on this podcast. He does. Um, no, uh, no. He, normally, Ian Dowden keeps me honest by asking what the vinyl is that I've got up. It's Arctic Monkeys this week because they've just announced a new album. That's not the new album because. I'm not a privileged person. You know, they're not going to let some schmuck like me have it early, but that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's about time. Uh, admin, admin. Is there any admin? Is there any admin? See, no, normally this is where Russ comes into his own. This is where Russ, like, earns his keep by, like, having a list of admin ready. I, I don't particularly have any admin. I will be on Real Rock Radio on Sunday with the two-hour imaginatively titled indie show. So that's something to look forward to if you're into that type of thing. Other than that, I, I didn't write any admin down today. I didn't have an intro written until about five minutes before we went on air. So you've got to take what you can, haven't you? Right. Well, I'm just I'm just stalling while I find the right button to hit. Yeah. Does anyone want to hear some of my shit stand up? Right. Um, I'm, 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 I'm still. I'm still. I found. Found it. I found it. I found it. I, I nearly hit the uh, the thing for the county ladies with you there. That would have been really awkward, wouldn't it? Um, Saturday. Yes. Yes. Probably in Basque beforehand again, because that's that's become the haunt of choice, and it's quicker to get a pint in there than it is in the armory. I've not been in the armory since it's been done up, but I don't think I will be now. I think 
I usually have a few uh, Heineken Silvers in the bath. Work my way down to old ladies. I'm a few in there. Is it old ladies mm. or our ladies? And then, um, and then work my way to the ground. Old, old ladies is a very different thing to our ladies. I think yeah. old, la old ladies <laughs> is more totally of a post night out in Edgeley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's more of a like eleven o'clock walking down uh, Edgeley. Is it like oh there we yeah. go, oh, the old ladies. Fred, <laughs> we all. Well, Ben, thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure, mate. Good to be here. Good to be back. Enjoyed it. And Russ slash Righty, thank you for joining us as well. Both, both of you stay on, and I can say thank you to you both in person, then, and we can slag off all the listeners, which is always really, really good. <laughs> we don't slag you off, really. We're very nice to you all, because we, we really appreciate it. See, I, I have to be the nice one now. Normally, it's Russ who's the nice one, but I have to kind of step it up. I'm, I'm horrible, really. Awful. Ian Dowden, though, has message. I've got the comments up now asking what's the LP, because he was taking a photo of his shirt. And he, and he scored he, a bicycle kick in it. We've got, we've got the, the entries are flooding in now. So we've got Classic County with his Ribeiro original rugby top, which I'm a big fan of. We've got um, friend of the collection, if not friend of the show, Andy with his match-worn Barry Conlon 2010-11 yes. home shirt. We've got Classic County. You can't enter twice, Classic County. Back off. Um, <laughs> Ian Dowden with his 94-95 Super League home. And I'd really, really like, love that people have just kind of run upstairs and got, where's, where's the shirt? Where's the shirt? Get it out. Yeah. Need to send a photo to some man on the internet. Yeah. I did notice that our numbers had dropped dramatically in the last 20 minutes. So many injuries as well, like falling up and downstairs trying to get like to the shirts yeah. and stuff like that. Hey, so I'm going to say, at the moment of those entries so far, the front runner. Got 94 95 replica, Barry Conlon match worn, Ribeiro rugby shirt. I would rather have the Ribeiro rugby shirt, but the front runner so far is Barry Conlon's match worn home from 2010 11. So, everyone, you've got an hour and 45 minutes to tweet at County Shirts and at County Podcast with something to beat. Barry Conlon's match worn home shirt from 2010-2011. You just I'm just looking at the picture of that Barry Conlon one, and I never thought it was possible to smell a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Comes with a free breathalyzer as well. So yeah. that's used to, you exciting, can imagine right? him he used to used to play for county and then kind of go home and sleep in the same shirt, not shower. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, turn up the next week still in the same gear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I recently watched, well, rewatched the uh, Sunderland Till I Die documentary. Yeah. And, uh, in that, Dar Darren Gibson has a bit of a drink driving yes. arrest and stuff in it. And all through it all, I was just thinking it's, it's Barry Conlon. I don't know if it's the accent, the shaved head, but yeah. just everything, everything about it screamed Barry Conlon. Yeah. 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 With, with big, big dreams, but who could not back it up. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's 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 tea time now. I'm having spicy meatballs and spaghetti. If, if, if anyone, Who eats the tea at quarter? And maybe it's just because I've got two little kids, but I have my tea at like quarter past five now. Like, who eats the tea at half eight at it's, night? It's weird. When I was a kid and I lived at my mum and dad's house, tea was at like half five, six o'clock. But but now, because I, I don't get home until about half six-ish. So, especially tonight, I've not had a chance to do something beforehand. And my, my girlfriend finishes work quite late as well, so we tend to... I find that if I eat about half five, then when I go to bed, I'm lying there starving again. I'm like, 
bearing in mind my build and everything, I'm a bit of a fat bastard, really. Mm. Oh, it, same. It, just, it yeah. just doesn't get piled on. Yeah. The thing is, that, like, I used to be, like, could eat anything and would be like, like a rake. But now I'm getting to the point where I still eat loads, but I'm just getting fatter. Like, I'm, it's what happens to everybody else now. Like, this is what it's actually like. You can't just eat what you want whenever you want and not do any exercise. That actually catches up with you and you get fat and bald and old. Okay, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Lockdown did me in. I, I just... Yeah. <laughs> well, since, yeah well, since I've been on this podcast, I've lost about a stone in sweat with this wig on. So it's actually uh, served a purpose as well, you know. Oh, and the, and the, viewers have, the viewers have probably lost a few brain cells as well. So, yeah. uh, everyone's had a good night out of it. Right, I am going to wrap it up. I've got to find the button again now because I've been looking through the comments. Oh, God. Come back, Russ. All is forgiven. Right, thank you, everyone, for watching. We will be back from 7 next Wednesday with all the reaction to the Swindon, the, the win over Swindon and the Johnston's Paint Trophy win over Port Vale and I look forward to who are we playing the following Saturday gents anyone Wimbledon Wimbledon at home AFC Wimbledon. AFC Wimbledon then Tranmere on the Friday night and then Harrogate at home I believe there may be another Papa John's thrown in there for good measure somewhere but they're the next few Saturdays or Fridays I'm particularly excited for for Tranmere, just because I'm going to get there very early in the hope yeah. of bumping into Nigel Blackwell from Half Man Half Biscuit. Okay. That is my plan. I'm just going to keep circling the ground until I bump yeah. into him. Ah, on that on that note, folks, we will see you next week. Cheers, lad. Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.